Welcome to Meet the Musician at the Apple Store Buchanan Street in Glasgow. Please welcome our guest moderator, Kevin McLeod. So, thank you very much for hanging about. We're going to ask some questions tonight, and as uh, Andy said already, we will be taking questions from the folks, so get your thinking caps on now. But first, could I please welcome to the stage Mr. Ross Ainsley, Duncan Lyle, and Eamon Coyne. Gents, would it be a good idea to go along the line and introduce yourselves to everybody here and what you do in the band? Eamon, let's start with you. Yes, I am Eamon Coyne, and um, I play the banjo in the band. Beautiful. Very important, very important instrument in the band, the banjo. Also known as Banjo Man. Thank you. Affectionately. Um, I'm Duncan Lyle. I play the bass uh, in the band, double bass, bass guitar. Um, and recently started playing bass synth, which is a lot of fun. Great, having fun with that. And uh, my name is Ross Ainsley, and I play pipes and whistle. And uh, there's two pipers in the band. I'm a partner in crime, Ali Hutton, isn't here today, but... Um, so yeah, but pipes and whistles. So gentlemen, um, Treacherous Orchestra. If we were coming to this straight away, and you've never heard of us, come across this podcast, how did it all begin? Duncan, you asked for this. How would I describe Treacherous well, well, Orchestra? How would you describe it? When, what was the genesis of the band? How did it all start? How did it start? It started um, kind of organically around uh, the sort of session scene around Glasgow. Um, a lot of the guys in the band have uh, lived in Glasgow for quite a long time, um, playing at sessions and playing in different bands together. Um, and Glasgow was a, a really great sort of melting pot, still is a great sort of melting pot of musicians from all over the country. Um, and um, yeah, so we kind of played in different bands together and played at sessions. And uh, we started doing a sort of regular Cayley uh, in, a, in a local bar. But um, it was a Cayley where we all started to experiment with the music and it wasn't your kind of average Cayley band. And um, so we started kind of coming up with some of the ideas that you hear now in the band um, just at that, uh, at that Cayley. And then we got booked for um, a festival on rum, on the Isle of Rum, um, just as a scratch band, a one-off band. And we put together a whole load of us. And Ross, I think Ross asked Eamon to join us on stage. Yeah, stu stupidly. Um, yeah, it was a really bad idea. See, it was a yeah, once, you get idea. Me, once you get me on, I'll never come off. That's it, never. They can't, they've been trying to lose yeah, me since. free beer involved. Yeah, well, beer yeah, involved, yeah, so. yeah, definitely. That's how I got into Salsa Celtica as well, indeed. Free, <laughs> free tequila. <laughs> yep. Uh, and this treacherous orchestra, did that, was the name created for that festival in Rum, or was it, were you that already? The name, I think the name came about at a different time. Uh, quite a few years ago, a few of us in the band used to play in a band called Croft Number no. 5. And uh, Croft Number no. 5 were involved in putting on a, a sort of club night in Glasgow, uh, where there was some live music and DJs. And uh, again, there was a sort of scratch band that were uh, put together for to start of the night. The club night was called Treason, so the name Treacherous Orchestra came about from, from it's that. It's all and coming it's together. Yeah. Okay, okay. Well, the, the Rum Festival um, name was Frog and Throat, so that was um, a little bit harder to put together and put an image together. Yeah, we, we'd so. end up doing the Muppet Show and stuff like it that. Wouldn't a lot, right. It wouldn't be right. I think as well, um, as to be said that from after the Rum Festival gig, we then got together for the 
the festival club at, at this festival in, in 2007, I might have been right, back then. Good. And uh, Donald Shaw seen us play and he gave us the opportunity, he said, do you want to do a gig of, of that band, all these individuals who's playing, do you want to get together and have a gig? And we did and we rehearsed, you know, a gig material up and that was our first gig we did in the ABC and it was, I think it's, it sold out. And uh, that's where it all kind of Jailed. took it seriously after yeah. that. So, I yeah. mean, one of the things that comes across when you're playing is it's a lot of fun. Is that something you've always tried to maintain that there's not really a front man as such. You all seem to take a wee step forward and a wee, you know, chat. Is that a deliberate thing or is it just because mm. not one naturally came out or...? Well, I think, I, th I think it's more to do with the nature of the music and the nature of the, you know, the orchestral styling behind it. I mean, yeah, it's called the Treacherous Orchestra. It, it's not a, an accident. The, it, the, the, the arrangements are very specific. We work long and hard and then we rehearse quite a lot. And um, so the idea of uh, it, different people come out at different stages in the, in the music whenever it's appropriate. And it, it doesn't get, there's no plan. There's no um, template yet. Um, the, the first al album, Origins, was, um, was, was, came very much along the way and the, the stuff was nearly ready to be recorded. And, and we've a new, working on a new album and, um, it, and the new material you heard tonight um, that we'll be playing tomorrow as well. Um, it's, it, it's very much hard work and everyone in it together. It's and a team effort, yeah. We're, yeah. We're, we always, um, when we're working together, you know, it's quite a democratic process when we're putting the music together so hence you know when we're on stage that you know there's not any one f central point you know and we we all we all play our part and writing a tune does that just say chaps i've got one here or is it a creative process that you all write together or you know um normally somewhat someone will come with a tune and um but there's a big process of like elimination from all these <laughs> tunes that have come in from everyone and then they'll get stripped down, you know, to the to the favourite, and then that's just the start of it. So then they have to then the arrangement process starts of this tune, and it gets dissected, and then like things added. And it's a terrifying <laughs> thing taking a tune to the band and playing <laughs> it for them or letting them hear it, and getting just blank faces. I, I just <laughs> don't bother. I don't bother. You don't. Right. No, I don't bother. I can imagine it would be fairly. I just, I just say, um, nah, I don't like that one, or I love that one, depending on the backhander involved. You know. I could imagine. But I mean, is it a process that you do kind of go, I love this tune, but can I share this, or can I keep this for myself, or in case it does get ripped to pieces and people go, nah, no, we're not doing no, that's, that. It's a, it's a tough one. Like when we first started the the first album, it was like a lot of the tunes that we'd been playing over the years at the sessions where they were just like automatically like, well, we're going to play that one, we're going to play that one, we're going to play that one. But this new album has been quite a, a test. You know, it's like we're, it's been a hard process to pick what's right and a lot of hours. And do you, over, <laughs> presumably, you over record as well, that you're going to do far more than you need for on a, a CD and then just cut it back from there? Uh, I'm not so sure. No, <laughs> all right, okay. Well, well it, it's kind of like that most, most of the numbers are 15 minutes long. So yeah. we, we kind of have to, uh, that this, is, this is a process that we have to go through. It. 
how do we chop out bits? How do we? How do, well, we're, we're keeping the, the the interest and we're keeping the, the you know the dedication to what we've come up with, and then we go back. It gets sliced another bit, and then. But the, the, we we do have lots of material. I'd say we have enough material. I don't think we've too much material. Right. Okay. Um, is that putting it kind of? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now it's a big band, eleven stroke twelve of you. Twelve. Yeah. Um. It stayed fairly similar lineup the whole way through. It's not. Is that unusual that you've stayed together as a, as that twelve I bar think, group? I think if it wasn't close to the original lineup, it wouldn't be the band that it started out being. And I guess we would start to question, you know, whether it was still the same thing, whether it was even the same, you know, the treacherous orchestra. But I think because a lot of us have been playing together for for so long, you know, it'd be it'd be hard to. For it to be a, a very different lineup, anyway. But you guys are so busy in so many different bands and solo stuff. Getting diaries together must be tricky. Dunks <laughs> <laughs> the man. Dunks the well, man on the diary. Ah, well, sometimes. Are you the coordinator? Are you the sometimes the cat herder? There's, a, there's a few folk that do that, and it's it's a, it's a big job. But so um, who cracks the whip then when you have to say? Right. Depends. Depends on what we're doing. It depends on what it, <laughs> what, what what it is. It's trying the whip is being cracked for. Well, Dunk is the Dunk is the um, the rehearsal organizer. Right. And he does it splendidly. But um, what a job, because it's it is no mean feat. Never mind getting people together to do a gig, to get together to do rehearsals is pretty. Pretty painstaking. But you know? bring, rehearsals are a long process. I mean, say you've got a gig coming up. You know, or a tour coming up. What's the rehearsal running yeah, time for that? Uh, well, I mean, this week we've been in every day. Um, this week and a couple of days last week, um, and that's that. You know, that's kind of pulling some of the stuff together. But I mean, I don't know. Last year, I mean, the second half of last year, we had a handful of gigs, but we seemed to be in the rehearsal studio at least yeah, the time. <laughs> at least four or five times a month. We we own Berkeley, you know. by the way. We we're part <laughs> right, right, owners of it now. Yeah, um, Steve. Yeah. One of the gigs you had latterly last year was at Hyde Park for Radio 2 Live. Yep. How did that come about? Um, good question. Well, I think um, we played at the Radio 2 Folk Awards right. in, um, in January at Celtic Connections. And I think the BBC bosses, must, they, they saw us there and, um, and just invited us down to, to, um, to Hyde Park, which is just it was an amazing gig for us to, to get and, and to play at, just because the, the, just the sheer size of it, you know. Yeah, we're a what size crowd was it that day? It must have been about 80,000. 80, nice. Crowd. Yeah, so, yeah. Great. Really and, uh, but we, we were on at the start, so we were kind of worried that it's like we're up kind of unheard of band and we were sound checking and then the, the gates opened at like quarter to 12 and just floods of people. So we got, you know, like three quarters of the crowd. It was, so it's de definitely the biggest gig we've played there. And, and, we, and it went down... Yeah, it was pretty, pretty well. Yeah. I was going to say that these people there, you may not have expected it in one yeah. of your gigs normally, but presumably pays big dividends. Yeah, we got we got lots of I mean lots of tweets and stuff come in from people Ooh. going, my word, and this, who's the stretchers are, and then coming back afterwards, they were highly excited about it, and and, and you know that that was, it, you know that's probably the intention of the fest of the festival in a day that you you get all the branches of the BBC. Um, you, you know, sphere. You get, you, you get the folky stuff. You get the classical stuff. You get the rock and roll. You know, and that, 
and, and basically they they put it all together and they want to introduce people. It's called introducing, you know. For, um, but it, it it was it was as Ross said, it was most likely the smooth operations guys, um, John Leonard and stuff, who who got us to do the folk awards and then said, well, this band would be great to do the festival in a day. And, and there we were, and we did ourselves proud. It was a fantastic day. I mean, Ali got a bit taken with um, Jesse J. He was, um, he, he was trying to get on stage at one stage, but there was right. well, he had, but he had purple boots on and everything. He wanted to go dancing and that. But, any, any cracking selfies taken that day with any stars? Ross got, I was, Ross uh, I was got loads of them running around like a nutter. Ross was totally struck, on it. Starstruck. Pinch yourself moments? Or? Who did you get? Who did you get? Who did I get? Jack Johnson was my first. Right. And then? Uh, Josh Groban. Yeah. Josh Groban. You got... Uh, oh, um, What's the, the BBC um, radio? Joe Wiley. Joe Wiley. Joe Wiley. That was my favourite. Most impressive. So, that was 2000, good. <laughs> 2014, here we are now, start of the year. What's involved for Treacherous Orchestra? Uh, well... Uh, we've been talking about sort of new music so really just kind of working on that and just getting material together for, for a new album um, and uh, and playing the new music at, at loads of festivals and gigs in the future, we're really looking forward to it it's, um, we've been playing a lot of the sort of music from the first album for a few years now so it's really exciting to be sort of playing some new stuff And today was the sort of debut of, of some new music um, and it was scary but it was a lot of fun two different fun. gigs today two different gigs yeah today. one here in the apple store and the other mm -hmm. one for 1300 screaming children kids. Yes. fantastic you know you know if a number's working when the kids start grooving and they did there was they just went for it at one stage there was no holding them back so that's the other good thing i think everyone should have to do that concert at sound check at eight o'clock in the morning Mm. You cover all bases and <laughs> yeah. Celtic connections. Yeah, true, you certainly true. do. So the second album, on its way, hopefully. On its yes. way. Will that yeah. be a long process? Do you go to one studio? Do you record it all over the shop? Do you go here, there, and everywhere? Um, probably going to be a couple of different places. We'll try and get uh, all the rhythm section done together, right. and and just get that down. And then it'll be it'll be a process of kind of getting. Rather than trying to get everyone together, we're sort of getting twos and threes together and uh, and that kind of thing. So, um, so yeah, I think they'll be they'll be in a couple of different studios. Are you the there's, boss of that as well? Um, there's again, there's a couple of us in the band that are that um, are kind of responsible for for all of that. So I'm involved in some of that, which which I'm really looking forward to. Yeah. It's just a lot of fun. It is. They do it really well. I'm, I'm Ali and and Dunk. Um, and Barry Reed took over um, producing the last album, and it will be pretty much the same again. It's um, we've no money to hire a proper producer. Sorry, did I? <laughs> <laughs> I know talk. they do Fighting it. They talk. redo it so well and keep us keep us under control so well. And 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 they've great ears, so they can the lugs work and they say you know that's it and that doesn't work that you know and and the, the music itself is is quite sectional. Yeah. So, so myself and John Somerville and the, the accordion, we'll we'll do stuff together and in, in pieces. So you can record that way as well. The fiddles will do stuff. The whistles and pipes do stuff together. So it, it sometimes doesn't make sense everyone to go into the studio and try. We did it on the last album, and it worked on some stuff and didn't on others. So I think the guys have learned from that and and will use that on this forthcoming album. Splendid. Splendid. Well, I'm going to uh, throw it open to the floor. Does anybody have any questions? 
I do believe there's uh, some microphones out there. Oh, hang on, hang on. We'll get your microphone and you can be recorded for posterity as well. Excellent. And when can we expect the new album? Um, we don't know for sure. We're going to be working on it this year and uh, just, yeah, keep your eyes peeled. This year. But we're this not saying what year. This year is what we're saying. This year is what we're saying. We have a we have a new um, we have a new manager working with us, and he he has all the plans, so he's them locked in a safe, and he won't let us have them until the time is right. So we'll give you his number, and you can ring him, do the deal. Have you got any money? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm a sh I'm a student, so no. <laughs> any more from the floor? Lady over here. Oh. Um, I was just wondering if you have a favourite gig or a memory from a gig that's particularly good. Um, I know you'd probably expect to say Hyde Park, but I don't think that was my favourite. I think, to be honest, the first gig, the first proper gig we did in the ABC was amazing for, for yeah. me. It was just a really good uh, atmosphere. And it was, like, it, was just, uh, it was quite electric and everyone was up for it. Um, the, yeah, for me, yeah. The first <coughs> half hour of that gig, we were all just like holding on <laughs> so tightly. We didn't, didn't really know what was happening, but I remember a moment about half an hour in of like, this is actually going okay. Yeah. This it's is working. This is all right. <laughs> and that was, that was a total yeah. memorable moment for uh, me. Yeah, yeah. Even, even some of the, some of the festival club gigs that we've done after yeah, the gigs yeah. we've been at have been fantastic. I think I remember one in the, was it in the art, the, the, the art school? That yeah, was uh, my favorite. My favorite oh, one was in the one, it was beneath the, the comedy club, uh, uh, beneath the cinema. What's the name of no, that no, place? No, no, that was a that great was gig. A, yeah. That was a great, great gig. That was crazy. Don't remember crazy that one. Night. No. <laughs> so it must have been good. Oh. It was really good. <laughs> Yeah, there have been a few of them. We don't we don't do so much of them anymore. That's a festival, that's a festival club time. You get us in different form, a different hat goes on in that one. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's great. I mean, the, the the other side of those gigs is to play a Celtic Connections full stop is pretty fantastic, and to play with this band at Celtic Connections is incredible. You know, they're, they're the audience that come to see us. The, the madness from every kind of an, an age group you could imagine uh, is just tremendous. And, and it's a powerful thing when you're on the stage and you're looking out and you're seeing loads of faces just having great fun. And we're looking forward to that at the, old, at the fruit market tomorrow. That's kind of, it, it's, it's very nearly sold out if it's, if it's not sold out. And um, that is great. You just, we're all excited. You get goosebumps about doing that, you know, so. Was there that could be the best one. A lady here. Um, we've travelled across two countries to see you guys tomorrow night, and I just wondered, would you please play Easter Island? Oh, are we doing it? I don't, I don't, I don't think it's on the list. You never know. But I can play it for you after the gig. There's an offer. There's an offer. That's pretty cool. You heard it or, here. Or we, or we, we could the club? do. We, we are doing, doing the, the festival club, club so maybe, maybe we could do it at the festival club if we'll we don't do it on the do. main gig. So yeah, that'd, that'd be good. Yeah. Tomorrow at the festival club, then. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, great. Tickets sold. Tickets sold. <laughs> any, any more questions on the floor? Who would you, who would you say are your main influences? Obviously, you're 
tattoo Gordon, but Gordon, um, yeah. Gordon for yourself? Um, definitely Gordon, and then bands like uh, definitely Wolfstone, Sugar Nifty, um, and all that kind of like folk folk bands, but dancier, modern tunes, these kind of bands. But I'm, I'm a a real folky. <laughs> and then, but Dunks maybe kind of more like a into I'm a into, wider yeah, genre of stuff. It's, it's a, a, always a tough question to ask, answer. I always always really struggle with that. His bass players like Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. He's like an all-time hero of mine. Um, and then I don't know. There's just like there's there's loads of folk. My, in, my influences kind of change all the time, but. Um, that's good thing about um, the band is that you know there's a lot of different influences, a lot of different people in the band, and yeah, there's a there's a real mishmash of stuff. Yeah, going we just on. kind of everyone everyone listens to different stuff, and you know I'd, I'd hate to be I'd, I, you know to agree sitting in a bus listening to music it just doesn't happen. Everyone has the plugs in and listen to whatever they want on their own. I mean stuff does go around, and there is common commonality between between you know, what people listen to. But I think everyone, the good thing is everyone brings their own little piece of the pie. You know, they, they, they make up the whole group and, and we are all what we've listened to, you know, and the music we've learned, the music we've grown up with. So, and I'm a folky as well, you know, me and Ross are pretty much Even folky. more so than me. Yeah, probably even more so. Although I do like some classical music, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Any more from the floor? I think that's us. I've got some quick-fire questions, chaps. Oh, quick-fire. Quick-fire. Do you get nervous? Really? Yes. Yes. Sometimes. I can't imagine you ever getting nervous. Either. Sometimes. Okay. <laughs> Who's first up in the morning? John Somerville. Yes, yeah. John Somerville. Who's last to bed at night? Ali Hutton. Kevin O'Neill. <laughs> Kevin O'Neill. Both. Who's first to buy a round and last to buy a round? And that's a big round in a band. Ali band and Ross are actually, well, Ali is definitely... I used to be, but I stopped drinking. Yeah, you Good used man. to be right in there. But Ali's, Ali's kind of first to buy a round. Last to buy a round? <coughs> Look at it. He's looking at me. It's <laughs> unbelievable. Exactly. I'm saying nothing. I'm last to buy a round. When did I last buy a round? Mm. Yeah, exactly. 1944. But Eamon's good for borrowing money off of. All right, okay. Yeah. I'll bear that in mind, okay. He's worth remembering. Who spends the most time in front of the mirror? Ali Hutton. Martin O'Neill. Ooh. Ooh. Neither yeah, of them are here that they can yeah. defend themselves. Maybe, so this maybe is Marty, good. yeah. Okay. Uh, good questions, Kev. Good questions. Okay. Favourite breakfast item? Eggs. Without doubt. I thought it would be sausages. I, th I was crunch, convinced crunch, it would be sausages. I thought it was one of your granola. tracks. You know. Crunchy, Crunchy granola. granola. Okay. Yeah. Nothing. You don't eat breakfast. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> you don't drink, you don't smoke, you don't... What do you do? You tattoo. A tattoo. You tattoo. Coffee. Okay. Yeah. Coffee. Coffee. Yeah. Yeah. Ambitions Coffee. for Treacherous Orchestra. Where do you want to be in five years' time? Mm. The moon? <laughs> the moon. <laughs> um, still being able to do the same things, but, but the same kind of things, but more of them. And and being able to do the big festivals, being able to go to Hyde Park and do that where people will buy the ticket to come and see you, I think would be really cool. Not that they bought the ticket, anyway, they got it free, didn't they? The free festival. Mm -hmm. Free festival. Yeah. How about you, where would you 
I don't know. I guess, yeah, Hyde Park's like one of the childhood dreams. Like, I think maybe just ticking off all of those, you know, like Madison Square Gardens and, you know, all of the classic venues. That's where, in five years, you know, that's done. Come on, Tom Rose, he's going to get us there. I think in five years' time, hopefully it's made enough money that I can retire. <laughs> oh, <laughs> splendid. Well, I think, gentlemen, I wonder what, what, who came up with the idea of everybody wearing black and white? And will that change? The idea of... Well, you kind of monochromatic look on oh, stage with the top white. hats. Yeah, and you know, there's a, there's a sort of... It's controversial. It was easy. Everybody has something black in the world. Yeah. Will it change uh, for the next album? We tried to be really colourful this morning, but not everyone read the memo. <laughs> <laughs> better I, emails, better I, I emails. Think, I think it might change, yeah. Okay. Well, who knows? You just have to get coordinated. Black and white's very easy to, That's very to get coordinated for. Orchestras don't tend to be f too flamboyant. No. You Flip know. it on its side and go white with black highlights, you know. Yeah, see, we need a... a, we need a Style guru. Okay, yeah, baby. Volunteered myself. Uh, gentlemen, thank you very much indeed. Uh, more power to your elbow. If you want to find out any more about Treacherous Orchestra, you can go to the website, which is treacherousorchestra.com. If you want to buy their tune book, it's called Blueprint. Yes. And the new CD will be out this year. This year. Ross Ainsley, Duncan Lyle, Imcoin. Thank you very much. And thank you very thank much. You. Thank you. Thank you, Kevin McLeod.